This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. This is our weekly Twins chat with Rhett Bollinger. And Rhett, uh, the Twins coming off of a series win in Cleveland, an Indian team that they've had a, uh, a lot of success against this season. Haven't had much success against the rest of the league, unfortunately. But I was watching uh, Sunday's game, and, and Tyler Duffy, very impressive. Uh, the, the strength of that curveball, particularly, it's something we saw down the stretch last season. He's had good command of it here. In 2016, he now has a 1.85 ERA in four starts, uh, seven shutout innings against the Indians on Sunday. What have you thought of Duffy here? Obviously, you know, he, he didn't seize the moment in spring training, so to speak, to, to seize a rotation job, but he's certainly making the most of this opportunity uh, the last few times out. Yeah, definitely. He's been very, very impressive. As you said, last year he was pretty much their best target on the stretch as a rookie. Um, but in spring, you know, he was given a chance win a rotation spot and was kind of even put in pencil to start the season, um, but didn't have a very good uh, you know spring there. Um, Malone in Alaska had a much better spring. He got a bigger contract, probably played into it a little bit too, um, and they wanted Duffy to work on a changeup. Not the time that made some sense, um, and with the way that everything's kind of spaced out in uh, April, that they would only miss a couple starts anyway, and then they could bring him up uh, at some point. And sure enough, with injuries, he's up here and he's really taking advantage of it. He's still just as good as he was last year. Um, he is throwing the changeup a little bit, a couple times a game. Uh, but still kind of more of that fastball, um, you know, curveball mix. I mean, he mixes in with a four-seamer with his two-seamer, so at least it's a little bit like a third pitch. Like yesterday against Carlos Santana, you know, he struck him out with like an 88-mile-per-hour, you know, two-seamer that kind of takes something off, almost looked like a changeup, a little bit different of a pitch than usually what you see from him. Uh, so he does kind of work with that a little bit as well. But, yeah, you're right, that curveball is the big uh, out pitch for him. Um, been very, very impressive so far. We'll see if he can keep it up with that two-pitch kind of mix, but um, definitely been their best pitcher um, so far in the early going in those four starts. Yeah, you got to give him credit because what he did down the stretch, you you wondered about uh, sample size. And it's a guy who's never like a a major prospect, uh, you know, nationally speaking, but, um, you know, he's certainly making good on the the development of the strides he made last year. Uh, let's talk about Byron Buxton, a guy who uh, obviously needed some development, uh, further development in the minor league level. That's why they sent him down. He was batting a buck fifty-six uh, with a two oh eight on base percentage at the time. Uh, Seventeen big league games at the time they sent him back down to AAA. Since being sent down, Rhett, he, he's batting three oh one, getting on base about thirty-five percent of the time. Uh, got a slugging percentage just south of 500. Things are looking good stat-wise. What are the Twins saying about uh, his approach down there? Yeah, they're happy with it so far. I think he's cut down in the strikeouts, which is a big thing. I think, you know, up in the majors, he struck out in about half of his uh, plate appearances. Um, down in the minors, it's about a, you know, one in every four, one in every five at bat. Uh, he's striking out, which is certainly a better ratio. Um, they'd like to see him draw some more walks. Um, and he maybe hit for a little bit more power. Um, he only has, I think he has... 
three homers this month, but I think only two extra base hits in the last week or so. Um, so I think once he kind of gets that going and kind of a little bit more power, a little bit more patience, um, he'll be up here again soon. Um, but definitely a good sign. He's hitting over 300. He's really, you know, starting to heat up here in May. Uh, he had a little bit of a back injury a couple days ago on Saturday, left the game, but I was told it was very minor. It was mostly because it was, you know, I think it was 39 degrees that day. It was very cold, so they took him out of the game with a little bit of a back issue. But, um, you know, good sign. We'll see how it kind of goes. Uh, Danny Santana's been, you know, decent in center field kind of in his absence. Uh, so it's just like to kind of decide when it makes the most sense to bring him up. But for now, I think they're happy with him kind of continually develop down there, you know, kind of get some at-bats every day, uh, cut down on those strikeouts, make better contact. I think he's changed his mechanics a little bit too, uh, shorten up the string a little bit to get more contact as well as kind of I think he's reintroducing a little bit of a leg kick that he uh, did in spring that he kind of dished a little bit during the season. So um, I think he's got a little bit, you know, more time, maybe a couple more weeks before they bring him up. Uh, but Twins are definitely very pleased with uh, the progress he's been making. Well, good to see him, uh, you know, putting himself on the radar. So sometimes you wonder, a guy gets sent down like that, what it does to his confidence level, and it, it certainly seems like, uh, you know, he, he's gone down there and, and gotten his work in, basically. Not, you know, put his head down and, and uh, making those strides he needs to make from a, a discipline standpoint, especially. Um, Rhett, how about Eduardo Nunez's year? Uh, cast as a utility guy the last five or six seasons or so. He, he gets the opportunity at third base early on when Trevor Plouffe went on the DL and then uh, at short when uh, Eduardo Escobar got hurt, and he's really running with it. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's hitting close to 350. Um, he started off really you know, on fire. I think he was like 7 for 11 to start the season. Um, it hasn't really slowed down, though. I mean, he's really been you know, power and speed. You know, he's got a lot of stolen bases. Uh, defensive, defensively, he has some versatility. Like you said, he kind of filled in there at third base capably for Plouffe. And then now he's at shortstop with Escobar in the DL. Still never going to be much of a plus defender, but you know, he certainly can kind of move him around the infield and not have to worry about him too much. And then, like I said, the offense has been a big surprise. But, I mean, even last year, uh, as a utility guy for the Twins, you know, hit, I think he hit 280, um, you know, with some power. I uh, had a, you know, pretty good year off the bench, to be honest. But I thought, you know, if he does that again this year, that'll be, you know, perfectly fine. Uh, but so far, he's been above and beyond that. And it's been a big, big boost for this team that has had, you know, some costly injuries in the infield. Uh, curious to see kind of how it plays out once Escobar comes back just because at this point, you know, he's been such a hot bat that they'd love to keep that in there. Um, and Escobar is starting to cool off a little bit before his injury. So you can see they maybe share it a little bit more when he gets back. I guess it kind of depends on how Nunez does in the meantime uh, before Escobar gets back in a couple of weeks or so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, his, his on-base percentage is, is, you know, not as great. He doesn't draw a ton of walks. Um, and the big thing, too, is his batting average and balls in play. It's certainly way above his average, you know, for his career. So it's probably going to come down. He's not going to hit like this all the all year, obviously. Um, but you know, he's certainly a, you know a utility guy that they that they like and they can bring some offense. And he really has been a big contributor so far this season. Yeah, it says a lot about Paul Mauder's you know comfortability with him right now. He's got him in the two hole. That 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 speaks volumes right there. Yeah, exactly. That really is. I mean, to put him in the, up there at number two, especially now they're using Joe Maurer as their leadoff hitter and moving Dozier down to number six. Um, it shows that Mauder has a lot of confidence in the way he can handle the bat. And like I said, even just as a base runner, he's a very, very aggressive base runner. Uh, his helmet always flies off every time he runs. But uh, outside of that, he's a great base runner and a good base dealer. And uh, for now, with the way he's hitting, it makes sense to put him up at number two and let, you know, hopefully that Mauer gets on base and have him get on base as well. And kind of let the power guys like Sano and Park and Plouffe uh, and Dozier kind of hit behind him. Yeah, you mentioned Dozier moving down. Uh, he turned 29 years old on Sunday. He was gifted with a day off, 
and uh, should be back in the lineup Monday. But uh, he's batting 346 over his last eight games, uh, driven in four runs in that span. Starting to, you know, water kind of finding its level there with, with Dozier after the slow start. Yeah, I think so. And the big thing, too, I talked to him a couple weeks ago in Houston. Um, and right around then is when the kind of things started to change for him. And I think the big thing was just mechanically he changed some things and also even just changed where he is, you know, in re- relative to the um, plate. He was standing too close to the plate and kind of crowding it too much. And he realized that he wasn't able to get to the inside pitches that he thought were, like, you know, pitches in on his hands were actually just pitches that were, you know, kind of right over the middle of the plate. So I think once he backed off the plate a little bit, adjusted his foot angle, um, he's had some more power and has been able to drive the ball a little better. Because uh, that was kind of the issue. It was kind of, you know, strange to see him. You know, he wasn't even really popping the ball up like, like he does. And, you know, he just was kind of – you were seeing him strike out too much, which he doesn't do as much. And um, just kind of looking at, you know, some pitches that looked like they were good pitches, but they just were kind of too close to him because he's saying too close to play. It's kind of a weird deal, but I think he kind of figured that out after watching some video. And ever since then, he's been hitting the ball a lot better. Uh, one last thing, uh, Rhett. Uh, Byung-Ho Park had a nice weekend, a couple home runs. He's a rookie home run leader entering the week. Uh, I saw Molitor made the point that as Park sees guys in the league a second time, uh, you know, facing teams a second time, it works in his favor. What do you think he meant by that, and uh, what kind of progress have you seen from Park so far? Yeah, Park, I mean, his power has been incredible. He really has been. Uh, you know, to lead the team in homers, and, uh, you know, and even if the home runs that he hits are certainly never cheap. He always hits them a long way. Um, and I think Mauder's point was that, you know, I think once he gets more adjusted to the league, sees these pitchers, knows, you know, maybe their patterns or what they even have, uh, it's going to be better for him. I think the first guy that he faced uh, two times uh, was Josh Tomlin, and sure enough, he had two home runs off Tomlin the second time he saw him. Um, so that was kind of a good sign. You never know. You know, it's always those kind of those things, you know, if you see a hitter for the first time or a pitcher for the first time who has the advantage. But in Mauder's eyes, he just kind of believes that as a hitter gets to know the pitchers in his league a little better and knows, you know, their arsenal, what they have, uh, you'll be better equipped to kind of know what to, to deal with. Because the one thing he's still doing a lot is he's striking out a lot. Uh, his contact rate really isn't that high, but he's making up for it by the fact that he's still a pretty patient hitter and can draw walks. And obviously, like I said, the big thing is his power is, you know, obviously legit. I mean, the guy, even on his singles and doubles, really stings the ball. It's really hard. I'm sure he's above, you know, I'm sure he's among the league leaders in, in, in exit velocity. And both of his home runs that he hit, you know, were crushed. Uh, against Tomlin, I think the one went, you know, 450-something feet there. So um, definitely great power. We'll see kind of if he can cut down those strikeouts. And I think Mauder's point is that those strikeouts and everything probably will come down in time once he kind of, like I said, gets to know these guys. And also even gets, you know, gets more used to the higher velocity. We've talked about it before, but in Korea, they, you know, don't have as much velocity over there. And the quality of breaking stuff isn't quite as good. Uh, So I think once he sees, you know, more of that, Major League, you know, quality pitching going forward. Uh, he'll adjust more, but he's been, you know, better probably than he even expected, and it's been a bargain, you know, for a guy that only signed for four years and $12 million plus, you know, the $12.85 million signing bonus, or sorry, the uh, posting fee. Um, it's, it's a bargain so far, and if he can continue to get better, which Mauder thinks he will, uh, it'll even be even more so. Absolutely. All right, there you have it. That's the latest word from Rhett. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. 
watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.